Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Revelation, chapter 18. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Well, this morning in Revelation chapter 18, I probably should turn to it myself. Y'all would have known that if I didn't tell you now, would you? Revelation chapter 18, this morning we come to a sizzling section of scripture because it deals with the burning of Babylon. Last week, if you were here, you know that we looked at God's judgment upon a false religious system that the Lord called the Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. And the Babylon, maybe you are one to read ahead and you read chapter 18 and and you were confused. And you read chapter 18 and and you saw, man, we're talking about Babylon here in chapter 18, and we're also talking about Babylon in chapter 17. Well, understand something. Let's right out of the gate. The Babylons that are talked about in both chapters are two different Babylons. The Babylon of chapter 17, as we talked about last week, and and if you weren't here, I encourage you to pick up the tape. This was one of those sermons that uh, many people, we talked about the history The Babylonian history and Easter and Christmas and all of these holidays that we now practice in the church. And many people after service came up and said, where did you get all that history from? And so let me just recommend a book if if you're interested. Um, It probably would be difficult to find this book in the bookstores, but the book is The Two Babylons by Hislop, H-I-S-L-O-P. And also, there's another book um, by uh, Dave Hunt, The Woman Rides the Beast. So you might want to pick up those two books. The two Babylon is difficult to pick up, but maybe online in some older stores um, or online or maybe in some older bookstores, you might be able to find a copy. But it is kind of difficult to to get. We couldn't order any or I'd order the whole case for you, but uh, we can't get any in our bookstore here. But last week, we looked at chapter 17, and chapter 17, the Babylon of chapter 17, is a false religious system, if you're taking notes. It was a system that was birthed in Babylon, beginning with Nimrod, Semiramis, and her deified son, Tammuz. You know that. And the ancient mystery Babylon religion was born with Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz, And it spread throughout the whole world and through the ages. Well, Babylon not only was the birthplace of false religion, but Babylon was also the birthplace of commercialism and economic endeavors. 
not only the birthplace of false religion, but also of commercialism, politics, and economic endeavors. So we have two chapters, chapter 17 and chapter 18. The Babylon of chapter 17 is the ecclesiastical, or this is your word for the day, the church. The word ecclesiastical means church. So the Babylon of chapter 17 is the ecclesiastical or religious system that is based in Rome. The Babylon of chapter 18 isn't religious or ecclesiastical, but it's political and it's economic. The Babylon of chapter 17 is the religious apostate church controlled and headed by the papacy and the hierarchy of the church of Rome and is hated by the kings of the earth. We talked about this last week. The Babylon of chapter 18 is a political and commercial system that is loved by the kings of the earth. The Babylon of chapter 17 will be destroyed sometime during the middle of a tribulation. The, battle, the Babylon of chapter 18 will be destroyed when Jesus comes back in his second coming. Interesting. Now, if you are taking notes, write this down. The name, the term Babylon means confused. It means confused. So what we have here in chapter 17 in the two Babylons, chapter 17 and 18, are a confused religious system and a confused economic system. The chapter in chapter 17, this is the judgment of God upon an evil, confused religious system. In chapter 18, this morning, we see God's judgment upon an evil commercial system of Babylon. It's destroyed. It's fallen and it is no more. Revelation chapter 18, beginning in verse 1, if you are there, say a hearty amen. amen. And after these things, John says, remember Pastor John is writing. He's on the island of Patmos, been banished there. And while on the island of Patmos, he receives a revelation of Jesus Christ. After these things, underline that in your Bible. I saw another angel coming down from heaven and having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit in a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations, in verse 3, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Now, stop right there. Give me your attention. If you've been with us, you know that Revelation... The book of Revelation is not a difficult book to understand. Why? Because it's the only book of the Bible with a divine outline. Very good. And it is found in Revelation chapter 1 verse 19. You guys know that. You've heard it before. 
And there, listen, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, it's the divine outline because it is in this one verse that the whole book of Revelation, a panoramic view of the entire book of Revelation is found in this one verse. It's a three-section outline. Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, John is told to write the things which you have seen. What did John see? You've heard this so many times, you know it as well as I do. John saw the resurrected, glorified Jesus. He saw Jesus high and lifted up, the same Jesus that Ezekiel saw, the same Jesus that Isaiah saw. He saw Jesus high and lifted up, the resurrected, glorified Jesus. And then John was told to write the things which are, what is, the church age, chapters 2 and 3, the church age. Seven messages to seven churches given in chronological order. And we can see a panoramic view of church history in those seven messages. Which brings us to the third and the final section. After two chapters two and three, we have chapter four. John is caught up in heaven. And when he is caught up in heaven, he says in chapter four, after these things, he was caught up in heaven. And in heaven, he saw prisms. And he saw beauty. And he saw colors. And he saw the throne of God. And then in chapter, four, in chapter five, John saw Jesus who stood to take the title deed to the planet earth. And it was Jesus and Jesus alone who is worthy to open the scrolls and loose the seals. And judgments came upon the earth, which brings us to chapter six. Six follows five, always has, and always will. Chapter six through chapter 19 is the great tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. This is the time when God is pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejecting sinful world. The tribulation period, it's seven years of cataclysmic and catastrophic events that are coming upon the face of the earth. And please don't make the mistake to think that God is out of control. He most certainly is in control. He is the one behind the scenes orchestrating the events on the earth. God's in control. So it's in this period of the tribulation that we have been in. Now that third and final section, John, remember when he was caught up in heaven, he said, after these things, the word after these things or after this is the Greek word what? Metatauta, very good, which means after this, very good. After this means, or metatauta means after this, after what? You always got to answer that question. After what? Well, there in chapter four, yeah, you guys can come up here and preach a sermon. You know it better than I do. There, I almost forgot. Thanks for helping. All right, there, there in, cha <laughs> in chapter four. What was I about to say? Where was I? All right, in chapter four, is that right? After the tribulation, after the church age, then what? After the church age, then, oh, John's caught up in heaven? There you go. Okay, thank you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. Hmm. After the church age, after this, metatauta means after what? After the church age, John is caught up in heaven. I want you to see something here. Revelation chapter 18, look at verse 1 again. We see that same word, the same Greek word, 
metatauta. After these things, and now you must answer, after what? You always have to answer that question. After what? After the series of sevens. Now you know if you've been with us, seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven judgments, we come to a time when God is not only judging the world, but specifically, he is judging a false religious system and a false economic system. Now, after the religious system is judged, devoured, and destroyed, in chapter 17, John sees another angel coming down from heaven. Did you see that in verse 1? And this angel is described as having great authority. And he is so bright. This angel is so bright that he illuminates the entire earth. Did you see that in verse 1? The earth was illuminated with his glory. This guy's wattage is like... Whoa, what's up with that? I mean, he illuminates the entire earth. Now, I can't explain that, and neither can you, but I guess I would just have to say, why is this angel so bright? Well, I think it's because, I guess I could safely speculate that it's because He's been spending time in the presence of God. Oh, Rodney, come on, man. Get out of here. Well, yeah, I think so. You remember Moses? When he was up on Mount Sinai. Oh, Charlton Heston, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and he was up on Mount Sinai, Moses. Not Charlton. Moses. And, and, and what happened? The, 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 he came down because he had spent so much time in the presence of the Lord. When he came down, people had to wear glasses. That, I guess that gives new meaning to your future so bright, you got to wear shades. <laughs> and, and, and he had to wear glasses and the people couldn't look upon him. He had to cover his face. And why was he shining? Because he was in the presence of God. And the Bible says the same is true for you and same is true for me. When, when we spend time in God's presence, we shine also. I mean, I, I, I can tell. I know people. I can tell when you've been spending time in the presence of God. I can see it in your face. How many times have we looked at people and said, man, they've got the joy of the Lord on their face? How many times? Or, wow, they, they just shine for Jesus. How many times? A lot. I can tell when someone's been in the presence of God because when you are in the presence of God, you shine. Whether it be in devotion, in church, in worship, in fellowship with other people, you shine when you're in the presence of the Lord and spend time with the Lord. Conversely, I can tell people who haven't been spending time with the Lord because they don't shine. They look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. <laughs> Too true. So this angel, he is so bright, he illuminates the entire earth. And notice he cries with a mighty loud voice, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Now notice is fallen is repeated twice. It is possible that the angel repeats is fallen, is fallen because of the dual judgment against Babylon. 
religious and commercial Babylon is judged. And notice he says in your text, Babylon has become a dwelling place for demons, a prison for foul spirits, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Now, listen, when you see birds in the Bible, birds always speak of Satan, the devil. Expository consistency is what they call it, or expositional consistency. Meaning, when you see some symbol in the Bible, you can track it throughout the whole Bible in order to get its interpretation or what it means. Like people say, oh, well, you, you can't tell what the Bible means anyway. I mean, who can tell? Well, yeah, we can. As you track through the Bible, you can see that birds represent that which is evil, Satan, demons. How do you know that? Matthew chapter 13, if you're taking notes, go read the story in your own time. It is Jesus who told the parable of the seed and the sower. And you remember And it was Jesus who talked about the word of God being snatched away from the hearts of people. Their hard hearts wouldn't let the word of God sink in. And so the word was snatched away from people by birds. So, consistently throughout the scriptures, birds represent Satan. The angel declares Babylon is fallen and is a place where demons, a place where unclean and hated birds dwell. And false doctrine in this false system, commercial system, false doctrine grows like weeds watered with miracle grow. Watch and see. Notice in verse 3. All the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Notice that. Now listen, this is commercial, and I'm not trying to be graphic, I'm not trying to be crude, I'm trying to give you the sense and and, and what it means. This commercial, there's a commercial intercourse taking place here that notice involves all the nations for All nations have drunk of the wine, of her wrath, of her fornication. Notice the whole world has a relationship with this commercial system. Every nation has interaction with Babylon and is affected by and dependent on Babylon. The whole world has left the worship of the true God and has gone after the heresies of Babylon. All nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now, there is a debate among scholars. Give me your attention. Stay with me. Track with me here. There's a debate among scholars as to whether this Babylon talked about here in chapter 18 is a literal city, like a location geographically, a literal city, or is it a spiritual city? So scholars sit around the table, I guess, over lunch and go on and on and on and on about whether it's a literal city, a geographical location, or is it just spiritual and symbolic. Listen, I believe that this Babylon spoken of here in Revelation chapter 18 is a literal city that will be rebuilt. It's a rebuilt Babylon that is located on the banks of the Euphrates River near the city of Al-Hilal. 
in Iraq. Now, what do you say? Why do you say that, Rodney? Well, listen, let's go back to the beginning. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 10. You know, if you were here last week, we looked at Genesis chapter 10. It tells us that Babylon is in the land of Shinar. It is in the land of Shinar. And since that time, Babylon had grown to be a place of great wealth and beauty, a city of great architectural glory and sophistication. It was the happening spot of the ancient world. And it is also known as the seat of Satan, where Satan dwelt. Now, it was in 539 BC, you know, the Medes and the Persians, they came in and they wiped Babylon out. And at that time, we talked about this last week, at that time, Babylon moved to Pergamum. We know from Revelation chapter 2 that Pergamum is the seat of Satan. So Babylon moved to Pergamum, and then they moved yet again to the city of Rome, where she is located today. It's in Rome where she will continue to be during the tribulation, and then the final relocation will be back to the literal city of Babylon where she began. Now, there are some very interesting scripture verses that give us some insight and teaching regarding the city of Babylon that has not yet been fulfilled. Very important. If you're taking notes, write this down. I'll give you three verses. Write Zechariah chapter 5, verse 5 through 11. Look that up in your own time. We don't have time to look at it this morning. But Zechariah chapter 5, verse 5 through 11. And then... We have Isaiah, chapter 13, verse 19 through 22. Notice, and Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Very important. It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation, nor will the Arabian pitch tents there, nor will the shepherds make their sheepfolds there, but wild beasts of the desert will lie there, and in their houses will be full of owls, ostriches will dwell there, wild goats will caper there, the hyenas will howl in their citadels, and jackals in their pleasant places or palaces. Her time is near to come, and her days will not be prolonged. Again, Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 24 through 25. And I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil they have done in Zion in your sight, says the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain who destroys all the earth, says the Lord. And I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the rocks and make you a burnt mountain. They shall not take from you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for a foundation, but you shall be desolate for how long? Forever, says the Lord. Now, we know Babylon, historically, we know 
that Babylon has never been destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. In fact, people are living there today. Interesting. Now, stay with me. Inspired by the fact that Babylon was known for its seven wonders, or the, or the, or the, or the area of Babylon was at one time the home of one of the seven wonders of the world. That one was the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. If you trek these things, you know this. Now, Saddam Insane, amen, that guy's a nut. 1978, he had gone on record to say that he was going to be the next Nebuchadnezzar. And he sought to rebuild and restore Babylon's main palace, the temple, the processional street, and the theaters, and the ziggurats, which are the pyramids. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.